0: Good day, everyone. I'm Wholesome. And I'm Heathen. And welcome to our philosophy podcast.
1: Uh, Heathen over here is a philosophy lover, and I'm the learner. So the plan is, each episode, I'm going to walk Wholesome through a philosophy concept. And he uh, typically may not understand it.
0: And that's why I'm going to relate it to superheroes and pop culture, so the listeners and I can learn together.
1: All right, sounds like a plan to me. Don't
0: be ever startled by a plate of knowledge, cause we got our game unlocked. We'll Vinny, Vinny VG, Mustachio, Nietzsche, and we'll never miss
1: the marks, cause I'm awesome, and he's heathen, this is our podcast show. So, today's topic is ethics. We've all heard about it, but what is ethics? Well, ethics is all about coming up with a system to determine what is right and what is wrong. So it defines the concepts of good and evil, justice and injustice. It tells us how we should act and behave, and I want to focus today on utilitarianism and deontology. So Wholesome, talking about ethics, what do you want to relate this to? Oh, uh,
0: you know, I think especially for our first episode, ethics, easy to relate to our good pal Batman. You know, he's he's always trying to stop crime, but you know, sometimes he's a little bit on that gray area about it. He's not quite as Superman noble, so maybe there's some fun stuff that we can dissect in there.
1: That sounds pretty good, except um, I hate Superman, so let's not talk about him. He's just overdone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Overdone. No. But yeah, Batman. All right, who doesn't love Batman? Okay, okay. Superman. What about Batman and the Joker? That sound good?
0: We could throw the Joker in there. If, if uh, you know, especially I'm thinking maybe how he deals with the Joker, what's right, what's wrong, whatever, whatever, you know, the, the, yeah, the little the yeah, qu- yeah. classic Batman dilemma, like should, should he, uh, there's a lot to go on there.
1: And I feel like they've got a special kind of relationship, if you may.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. He's uh, very, you know, for a violent and aggressive relationship, it's um surprisingly close.
1: Yeah. So Batman and the Joker. I know a big thing is that the Joker is a repeat offender, right? Like he definitely kills people, right? right? He kills people and he does it repeatedly. Pretty good at it. He's pretty good at it. Okay. Okay. So that's never good from our hero's perspective or just the average citizen we don't want killers on the street so why doesn't batman just take out the joker
0: well batman has a strict no killing policy probably has to do with the trauma from his parents being murdered in an alleyway batman feels that if he kills anybody and that includes the joker that he would be crossing a line that would make him comparable to the supervillains
1: that he worked so hard to defeat so he doesn't want to be the same as the villains? Is that kind of what you're saying? Like he wants to keep a line. Basically, yeah. Yeah, he wants
0: to keep a line. He wants to keep it um uh, safe for him and his mental state. That dude's clearly on the brink too, and I think he knows it.
1: <laughs> I mean, he does dress up as a giant bat and fly around at night, so <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's normal. I mean, everyone's got their their not usually hobby.
1: psychologist recommended. But all right. <laughs> so yeah, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. So Batman's got a code of ethics, right? Like he's following something. He Maybe a vigilante, which perhaps would be outside a lot of people's code of ethics, but he will not kill, and he's got this rule set. Alright, perfect. So let's talk about utilitarianism and Deontology. So utilitarianism comes from the word utility, which for our purposes we can think of as just happiness. And utilitarianism's whole deal is maximizing utility, or that happiness, for the greatest number of people. And everyone is treated equally here. So it's just seven point Three billion, I think we're up to so 7.3 billion just individual actors no one is better or lower than others we just want to maximize the happiness for the greatest number of people and this philosophy cares about the consequences of actions and intentions behind things are great and all but at the end of the day the result is what really matters that's what's tangible that's what's actually affecting people's lives right so that makes sense I think for most people maximized happiness in society just sounds pretty peachy Sounds good on the surface. So deontology, on the other hand, says that the act itself is what's right or wrong. So an individual action, whether it helps a lot of people or hurts a lot of people, is besides the fact, it's, is that action in itself right or wrong? And deontology comes from the Greek word deon, meaning something like duty. So uh, don't laugh at that one.
0: I, so, I thought it was something like mustard, but it's not Dijon, so... Mm, uh, uh, Dijontology, it's, <laughs> let's, let's forget I said that. Moving I on. can't take <laughs> you
1: anywhere, wholesome. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So so the morality of the, the action in Dijontology comes from the action itself being right or wrong, rather than the outcome. So if you're doing mm. bad things, even if you're doing them for good, that's still no bueno. Oh. Hmm. To
0: clarify, it sounds like deontology is saying the action itself is what determines whether or not the deed is good or bad versus utilitarianism which says the overall outcome determines whether or not that deed was good or bad retrospectively i guess kind of
1: yeah no that's a great take on it okay and i will say in philosophy as in many matters of life there are lots of nuances and little details and caveats but we're gonna look at just the the big picture so the would say like yeah if you're killing someone in self defense that would be fine whereas we're gonna look at just the general case of like killing someone is bad because killing itself is bad Hmm, okay not black and white but yeah
0: okay so i think this is good because someone else who's not black and white is batman he wears also shades of gray along with the black Clearly, he has one side he prefers. <laughs> um, anyways, what uh, what I'm getting at is that he tends to lean towards that the action itself, like I'm thinking about the the not killing thing, right? Is it seems like the action itself, he feels like that would be bad. He can't cross that line. So on the surface, it's like, okay, maybe I should um, stick to that instead of being... But then, then again, he has... You know, sometimes really extreme behaviors, no, no real problem like punching people in the face to get that done. And that feels like a, in the moment like a bad action. So it's a complex guy.
1: Definitely. It's a complex world we live in and his world is just as complex as ours. <laughs> More so. It's got like aliens and, you know, robots and hey, things hey, that... Our world has aliens too. They just uh, <laughs> haven't contacted us yet. <laughs> so I think a lot of people would say if Batman was to take out the Joker, he'd be doing a lot of good and that's the utilitarian perspective for sure yeah if if we know the joker's gonna or not us but if batman knows the joker is out to kill people that's his explicitly stated goal in life is to just cause chaos if he if he knows that joker's gonna kill people would it be better to just end the joker and save lives you know sometimes even
0: it it does sound like it wouldn't be such a bad idea for batman to maybe end the joker to to be totally honest he's He knows the Joker's going to kill again. Every now and then when Batman's actually gone through the effort of taking down the Joker, they're having their parting shots, he's throwing him behind bars, and Joker's like, Batman, you know I'm just going to get out and do it again. It's my Joker voice. Uh, Batman's over here and he's like, he's like, and I'll stop you next time. And it's like, well, yeah, except after maybe 20 to 25 people have been murdered in the process. So who's actually winning here makes me a little bit conflicted. It's like, it's great. Killing's bad. I get that. But so is not killing. That leads to 25 more
1: kills. You know, Ooh, and that's a great point that we can talk about later is, uh, is Batman responsible for those deaths? Cause he's not doing it directly, Ooh. right? He is not killing anyone. It's all on the Joker. And from a legal perspective, No one would ever fault Batman and be like, oh, you you killed these people. That doesn't make sense from a legal perspective. And I will have a disclaimer. I am not a lawyer. I am just guessing. I did take one law class, but... (laughs) Lawyer to me. I Uh, think that's uh, roughly equivalent. So that's important to note. (laughs) (laughs) little humble brag. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Heathen Humble is my last name. So, (laughs) No one's going to say that batman is legally responsible for these debts but if he knows the joker's gonna kill again and he's in a way allowing it to happen then is he responsible morally would be a different question right
0: right yeah then then legally moral morality and legally aren't you know always hand in hand we that's why there's always the big question on like good samaritan laws and things like that at least that's what comes to head immediately but for sure for um, sure comes to head comes to mind that's the human way that people say words uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, so we've seen that Batman is not a utilitarian. Is he a deontologist then? It kind of seems like it. If he decides that killing is wrong and he won't kill, no matter the outcome, it's the intent kind of behind it. It's the act itself. He might fall into that camp more so. I'd say definitely on the
0: surface. That's that's what it sounds like to me. He he won't cross the line. In his mind, the action of stopping the Joker and the action of not killing are both compiled, just good across the board. So he's like, booyah, I'm doing a ton of good. I'm Batman. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you surface again? level. I it, missed that. Uh, yeah. he. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm Batman. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, scratchy throat. I was actually just... Uh, you know, Uh, but, but, you know, I I was thinking about it. It does raise another question though. If on the surface level, it seems like that. But then again, I think about all the jaws that Batman has broken in the process of doing good. And there there are times when he's kind of clearly scaring people or quote unquote, torturing them for information, maybe a little bit less directly than torture in the way that we think about it. But, but it seems like that sometimes. Um, It feels like another complex layer to what makes Batman fit into one category or the other.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think a lot of our listeners or just everyone in daily life, like you were saying, on the surface level, this sounds good or that sounds good. And this has positives and negatives. But when you look at the grays of the world, things do change. Things get a lot more complicated. I'm just going to say that a lot of people think utilitarianism is great, right? That sounds better. Okay, Batman's not killing this dude. And I get it, he's got this whole thing, but uh, a lot of people are still going to feel, and you mentioned it yourself, and you are wholesome. And you said, maybe sometimes it would be better to off the Joker. So let's go through a philosophical dilemma. Hmm. Thought experiments. So, similar to ethics being familiar to most, the trolley dilemma... Maybe something you've heard of.
0: I, I am familiar with the Trolley Dilemma. It, weirdly relevant, actually. Those dudes over at Cyanide and Happiness, also not endorsing them, by the way, but they're they're doing a game based on the Trolley Dilemma. They're, it's not quite equivalent, but feels weirdly relevant just okay. to have, be happening around this point in time.
1: Those guys do some pretty good stuff, so I'll look yeah. forward to that. So the Trolley Dilemma is... I guess, from way back in the day when trolleys were actually a thing. So for our purposes, let's just think of a subway. (laughs) A subway train just hurtling down the tracks, doing its thing. (laughs) And for some reason, the conductor is out. There's no control on the train. It's just going. It's going in the direction it's headed, and it can't really be stopped. It's not some action movie we're not worried about the train itself, but that's just what's happening. Now, there's someone standing at a platform, and he sees the train coming from a while away, and he sees that there are five people trapped on the tracks itself. Really, really soon now, the train's just gonna come through and just do what it does to squishy organic bodies. Mm. Which, uh, can you guess what would happen? I am too wholesome to guess. <laughs> okay. So yes, these five people will not exist for much longer. Mm. Okay, so this is terrible, but what, what can be done? What can be done? All right, well, if we, if we switch the track that the train is on, just onto a slightly different track, that would be awesome. That's going to save these five people's lives. Sweet. So this bystander is considering doing that. Like, Why wouldn't I do that? And then just as he's about to do it, notices that there's one person on the other track. Oh, man, what a terrible day for all these people. And the bystander, he's stressed out. He's sweating through the probably nice clothes he had on for who knows what. But now he's in a philosophical dilemma. What does he do? If he doesn't do anything, then five people smushed. If he does do something, he saves those five people, but then one person is smushed. So what would you do
0: i'm I'm just a little bit hooked on the idea that this dude walked into a philosophical dilemma, like like he recognizes that as soon as he walks in there. he's like he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> This is definitely a philosophical dilemma. I've seen this one before. Uh, he's just like cognizant of it. <laughs> Poor dude. Uh, he
1: probably wasn't prepared for it. He's like, oh, man,
0: I, I totally slept through that class. Uh, well, so that's that's tough for me to say right off the bat because I'm looking at this, right? And this, this train, definitely not a trolley. A trolley would be ridiculous. But this train is heading forward on this track, and there's five people here. And I'm like, well, definitely don't want those five people to die because five is more than one. But then again, if I pull that lever and shift that train onto the next track... That's that's actually like an intentional action where I am therefore dooming this other person who otherwise wouldn't have gotten killed. These five people already feel like they were not destined for death, but they're just five people standing on a track that's maybe it's a suicide cult. I'm looking too deeply into this, but uh, this this other one, he's just like walking by minding his own business and then I'm going to be personally responsible for that death but i'm also kind of responsible for the five i don't i don't know why you got to do this to me heathen this this hurts life
1: is just suffering that's all it is no it's great everyone i love it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i love that you hit so many deeper aspects of this i was just thinking five is greater than one all right sorry dude on the one track but uh you're gone and the newspapers will be like whoa hero saves five <laughs> the subtitles kind of murders one
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but so yeah right here what we're talking about is that whole utilitarianism thing right five or one let's let's maximize the utility and the happiness of more people more lives versus one life and again you'll have to remember everyone's equal here so it, the one life or the five lives and we can add things to it that one person was the president and also a Nobel Prize winner and Pulitzer Prize winner and a Medal of Honor recipient train the greatest track person fixer who's ever lived. I guess yeah. yes yes also a train track fixer as a hobby <laughs> so like okay that's great too if he's a train track fixer he's supposed to be there and maybe these five people were like out a drunkenly fell onto the tracks. so oh man I never thought I about mean, that You took that joke and made it real. That's what I do best. (laughs) But maybe they're not supposed to be there, and this guy is supposed to be there. So there's so many different nuances we can add to this, but at the most surface level, five versus one. Okay, I think a lot of people would say, yeah, if I have to do something, I save those five people. And yes, in the process, perhaps you are responsible for the death of one, Mm. whereas maybe before you wouldn't have been responsible for the death of the five, you would have just been a witness and needed psychology probably <laughs> not the same therapist as batman because he's <laughs> on the edge. but yeah there's there's a lot to it but at the the biggest level i think a lot of people feel okay about all right we're saving five one's gotta go
0: it does on the surface feel like the right choice like i, I as much as it pains me and will definitely pain guy number one uh it it does on the surface level like seem like yeah that, that's probably the one to pick it's
1: Five is more than one, you know? End story. And I think most people would understand that. Yeah. Now, let's just flip it all on its head. Very similar situation. A doctor dilemma. So now, similar to five innocents versus one innocent, we have five people, five patients, in a hospital where this doctor works. And uh, I am not a doctor, but somehow all of them are going to die because of nothing but one organ failure and each of the five have a different organ that's failing okay this doctor's like this sucks there's nothing i can do they're all gonna perish but Mm. then he realizes there's this one guy who's super healthy we don't have to go into anything more about this person because i don't want to taint the dilemma but there's one person if i no not i if something were to happen to this one person And this person no longer had five specific organs. And then these (laughs) organs could be used to save my five patients. So that's five versus one, very similar to before. And most people before would have been okay with the five versus one. What do you think about this one? Well,
0: uh, this one sounds much more distinctly like murder. Who said Uh, murder? (laughs) Well, sorry, I don't think you accidentally scalped this guy and took five organs, or uh,
1: <laughs> I was just walking. He fell onto my scalpel.
0: That that in common
1: certain designs and
0: patterns. <laughs> It'd be like the best surgeon ever if you could do that purely on accident. You're just like so expert. I'm I'm not gonna get, uh, but um, immediately, immediately, this one makes me say no way. No way, just there's no way that I'm going to go ahead and just murder this or, sorry, accidentally scalpel this guy and take these five organs, even if it is going to save these other lives, because I, ooh, I just because realized why? I don't, I,
1: I, I be, because heathen, <laughs> it feels wrong. <laughs> exactly. It's five versus one. I mean, we were cool with it before.
0: Okay, so mathematically equivalent, I get that, but, uh, but no, though.
1: Exactly. That's way, way more horrifying a situation to imagine yourself in. And I would hope everyone and I would hope all of our listeners will agree that is not okay to do.
0: We do not endorse any accidental or um, even intentional surgery unless you're an actual surgeon.
1: Or playing Surgeon Simulator. Fantastic game. But yeah, this, for some reason, even though mathematically it's similar, but I mean, beyond the math, if you take out... the the horrifying gory parts saving one or rather saving five at the price of one this all of a sudden is not okay most people would have an issue with this decision but
0: what's the what's the difference here why am i feeling this way so distinctly when when you're correct it's it's still mathematically equivalent like is it what what is giving me this visceral reaction where i'm freaking out about this one when the other one i was like yeah sure whatever
1: that's a fantastic question is it the murder? And I don't know. It might be the murder. <laughs> it might be the murder. Maybe the more intentional, deliberate murder rather than just like, oh, I'm pulling a lever and changing the tracks versus mm. this is going to take a couple hours, a couple bloody gory hours, Ugh. probably smelly hours. Yeah, it's some intense but, imagery. Thank you, Dexter. <laughs> I like to make things come alive huh. through the beauty of my voice. Oh, that's that's true. So this kind of puts a bit of a stick in the wheel of our utilitarianism. All of a sudden, utilitarianism, it sounded great, but uh, it's, it's got issues as well.
0: Yeah, the math doesn't sound as good when uh, there's that
1: level of <clears throat> involvement. <laughs> involvement is correct. Yeah. So are we more deontologists all of a sudden? It's the act itself. It's the murder or oh. like the dissecting. Because it's more involved, is is that what is wrong? The Do, action is wrong? So any outcome is wrong? Is that what we're saying?
0: Is it morally wrong for me to not pick a side in that debate? <laughs> if I'm like, I'm going to put my line where I want it to be based on what feels right. I feel like that's not. You're, you're giving me looks. He's giving me looks, folks.
1: And, and that's the beauty of both these situations is... That you have to make a choice. Mm. Even if you don't make a choice, something happens. In both those scenarios, if you don't make a choice, five people die. Yeah. Right? So if we choose not to switch the lever, we don't want to kill this person. Well, that's fine. You don't have to, but those five people are dead. So now this goes back to the Batman thing. Is it your fault that they're dead? Well, you didn't do it, but your inaction did enable it. Ooh, Heck of a segue.
0: You're totally right. Oh, my goodness. So, ooh, that, that feels equivalent to what we're talking about with the trolley. You're, you're totally right. That Batman, by virtue of not permanently stopping the Joker, for lack of a better phrasing, kind of is responsible for all those subsequent deaths. But, ooh, once again, it, it's it feels tough to say. Is it just because he's sticking to... This deontology philosophy, and and he's like, "I, I need to pick one because as soon as I start drawing my own lines, then it makes everything much more blurry.
1: And see, I can't say for sure. I can't answer that. But I think it's one of the beauties, the absolute incredible beauty of philosophy is that these questions that plague us today are the very same questions that Socrates and Aristotle and everyone else Asked themselves more than 2,000 years ago. We like to think sometimes like, oh, that's history. People did lots of things back in the day and now is now and we're different. We are somewhat removed from history. But philosophy reminds me all the time that we are the same. Technology changes, things get better, we become more interconnected and the world gets smaller. But humans don't change. 2,000 plus years ago they asked these questions and today we sit here. Still, we're not sure. (laughs) I don't know if there's an answer. Like on a math test, your math instructor can tell you, yeah, you're right or you're wrong. End of story. That's it. But there's no one to tell us which one is right, which philosophy to follow. We just have to talk about it, discuss it, play it out, see what makes sense, what is logically consistent, and how do we want to live our lives. And that's what comes back to the definition of ethics, right? It's giving us that code, telling us how to behave and act. So this show, I will strive to not give you any answers, but I want to pose questions. I want you to think about and get back to us if you'd like. Let us know.
0: Ooh, yeah. If you've got any uh, uh, listeners, if you've got any philosophy topics that you want us to breach approach, just throw it our way and we'll go ahead and have our address in the description something something like that sounds great um yeah this is our first podcast we're still trying to figure it out oh we got the kinks it's all great uh but uh, but no just it's these these questions i feel just like by by discussing all of this it's giving me a better understanding of why i'm doing what i'm doing it, it also feels very as much as it is understanding the world outside it feels like it helps me understand who i am and where these choices are coming from and uh, makes it so that I know to the best of my ability whether or not I'm making a good or proper choice in my definition of the word when i got to make an ethical choice, and I, I appreciate the uh, the lesson that provides. Uh, thank, you, thank you very much, Ethan.
1: And that's exactly why it matters. I don't expect anyone to be put in this trolley dilemma or the doctor dilemma or to become Batman, though if you do, also let us know. I will not let you know but, if I become Batman. <laughs> it's fair, a secret fair. identity. I, I take that back. We can't. <laughs> Don't tell us. <laughs> but So no one's going to be in the situation, but thinking about these things does matter for our daily lives and our smaller-scale decisions, and also because society is made up of people of us. So we need to have these guidelines to structure society. So one example might be uh, torture, right? So that's mm-hmm. not something we deal with on a personal basis, but it is something that we either condone or don't in our governments and geopolitical relations right we don't have a direct say but we do elect people and indirectly it is a reflection of us of a society so torture do you torture someone um well no that's terrible don't do that it's against the geneva convention why would you ever do that well what if there's a million lives on the line what if there's a possible nuclear bomb like it's gonna wipe out a whole city mm. depending on the city it could be multiple millions Is it okay to take this action? Utilitarians, again, surface level utilitarians would be like, yeah, one person, who cares? Millions of people, way easy. Deontologists perhaps would be like, well, is that us? Does that define us? The torture itself, there's got to be a different way. We can do this better. The torture in itself is wrong. So if it's saving lots or not, the outside consequences don't matter. It's the act itself. Just, Just one smaller example. Again, I'm not telling you what's right or wrong, but there's sides there are multiple sides to every dilemma
0: yeah that 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 blurs the batman line too because he's seems to on the surface because he's going ahead and you know not killing anybody and he sticks to that rule but then again he seems to have no problem torturing people to get information and that sounds very utilitarianism so you know what heck if i know this this is a confusing batman
1: that it definitely is
0: that it definitely <laughs> is
1: but such is life such mm. is life So with this show in general, I want to discuss all of these philosophies. I want to discuss ethics and virtue and truth and reality and politics. And I want to discuss what it means to be alive and how we fit into the world around us. In a way, I'm on a mission to civilize.
0: And I'm happy to be on that journey with you, a wonderful heathen. (laughs) Hey, uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. uh, And it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, and this is, this is our first run through, but I think, uh, we got a lot of good things to come, so stay tuned. Wholesome and Heathen don't endorse murder or vigilantism. Well, Wholesome sometimes endorses vigilantism, but not if anyone asks you officially. Heathen believes we live in a simulation, so he doesn't even endorse reality. Let us know what you endorse in the comments.